Hello all and welcome to the latest episode of the Horror Countdown podcast. I'm your host Don and Ellie, and with me tonight are two very special guests. I have Jeremy and Chancy. What's up? Hey right. yo. All right, great. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for uh joining me here tonight. So on tonight's episode, we're going to be doing our top 10 favorite non-slasher horror villains. So, uh, yeah, this is a uh, pretty fun topic. I'm sure we're going to have a uh, lot to talk about here. So uh, uh, anything that uh, you guys want to bring up before we get started? Any kind of, uh, you know, how the topic came about? Any, you know, th- any you know, thing that uh, prepped your list and, and, you know, something like that that uh, you can talk about before we get started? Uh, well, Actually, oh, go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, well, I mean, I came up with the idea, Jancy. <laughs> so well, I, was, I, mean, I was just going to talk about my list, but no, it was your idea, totally, for sure. Well, okay, that's not exactly true either. We were invited to do this idea on another on a friend of our podcast, The Sip List, and she that's does true. a top five, she does a top five podcast. So I think I when 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 I was looking through your list, you sent me one you've already done. I'm like, damn, they took everything. So I'm trying to figure out like what I could do. And I'm like, wait a minute, we did that episode on Amanda show around Halloween with this type of topic and expand that list to 10 would be a lot better than just five. So I was like, you know what, let's do that. So, and honestly, it was the only thing I could think of that had already been taken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess, uh, you know, I guess I'll take sloppy seconds or, you know, unto, you know, <laughs> untouched uh helping with uh whatever the case may be but uh yeah uh so for me um forming my list i I kind of tended to skew pretty heavily towards creatures just because i figured it'd be easy to you know start knocking non-slashers using uh you know that kind of criteria but um there's a few others in here. I am. Um, I, I do have to say that uh, there is one or two on my list that I did kind of cheat with, but mm. um, I, I'm pretty sure. I think you guys will allow what um, what what I chose based on uh, the topic at hand. So we may have um, some of the same ones, so it's possible. I mean, I, I mean, and then again, it all goes down to what the def- what your definition of a slasher technically is. See, I mean, I went. Oh, go ahead by all means. Uh, no, I was just agreeing with uh, his choice about what about uh, non slashers. So I actually I have three I have three number ones in ready in preparation just in case you guys don't accept the first two. <laughs> I uh, I did not draw my list up by like my uh, my favorites or this or that. I was kind of literally like struggling to think to myself like. I know I I know I cannibalized part of my first list, not all of it, just a couple. But like I was just thinking to myself, like who would be good, like who who falls into this category that's good, and and I I was like, you know what, I'm gonna extrapolate further than that. I'm gonna go some obscure villains in you know in, in non-slasher films. So I think I did a pretty good job. All right. Well, uh, I guess that just leaves the uh, the list itself. So, uh, anybody have any preference for going number one, or have me take the course? I mean, by all means, 
By all means, take the course. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll start off uh, with my number 10. And uh, I kind of figured it would be be a little easier to uh, get some of the the cheaty ones out of the way immediately. So uh, my number 10, it's not technically a true film, but I I went with a, a series. I went with the Graboids from Tremors. So uh, I, I took the uh, the evolutionary status of the creatures throughout all of the films. Uh, you know, you, you see like the regular worm variety. You see the flying um, ass blasters. Ass blasters, yeah. Yeah. And then you get, um, you know, the three or four variations in several of the other sequels. Um, there's the... Uh, the ones that survive in the cold from uh, Cold yeah. in Hell, and then there's the uh, tropical variety with the uh, Shrieker Islands. So uh, the fact that there's kind of like a, a fun little evolutionary status that you get with these that you don't really see with a lot of other, uh, you know, creatures or you know even villains. You know, human villains they don't really evolve the way that these have. So I, I kind of figured that the fact that there's a you know evolutionary span that you can see over the course of you know like six or seven films, or I think. I think Shrinker Island's the seventh one, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I think that's (laughs) the most recent one. Yeah, because five is Bloodlines, and then they stopped after that, and I don't remember how many they did after that. So, yeah, number your sequels, people. It helps us keep track of how many there are. I think Uh, the tenth one's coming out. I heard that there was... They were doing one. I don't remember if if there's been any kind of follow-up. But uh, yeah, I, I did hear that there was uh, some kind of that there was a new one going in. So um, I'd, I'd have to look for that. But yeah, number your sequels, people. It helps us keep track. So, but yeah, sure. um, yeah, my number ten was the Graboids from Tremors. Jeremy, you want to go next, bud? Sure. My number ten is Lola. From the loved ones. Nice. Which, have you seen that movie, Don? Yeah, that's the uh, girl who takes the guy hostage for not taking her to the dance, right? Correcto mundo. And ah, I mean, this yeah. this movie so obscure. The last podcast I talked about it on because it was in a bracket in that podcast. Like no one ever heard of it. Like everybody was just like, they're like, yeah, well, I know we're gonna watch that. But um, I love that movie. Like. The sadistic teenage girl who, whose daddy's little princess, and because she doesn't get the guy she wants for prom, she literally turns into a Saw movie, which is just like insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the creepiness between her and her father, and like the way it ends is just in, like the whole movie's insane. Like, honestly, out of a hard bracket with like Halloween and Freddy ones, it was one of my favorite movies out of the whole damn bracket. Nice. <laughs> so, I mean, and she's just creepy. I mean, and we've all known creepy girls in our life, I'm sure. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like the film. I'm not a huge, huge fan. I think it's just one of those where it, it takes its premise a little too long, where it kind of just drags itself out a little and becomes repetitive. But I, I still really enjoy it. And it's, it's a solid pick. And yeah, she definitely carries that thing. It's the way it builds, though. I mean, just yeah. the way the way it builds from like crazy, crazy, crazy to what the fuck? There's a freaking secret door in the living room with a pit <laughs> of guys. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. literally, that's what that literally that's like. 
that, that's what blew me away. It was just the way it built for that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That, 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 like I said, she's definitely the best part of that one, but yeah, that's, that's a solid pick. I kind of like that. Chance a lot. What's your 10? Uh, I tried to look for the names of the characters, but all that I could ever find was man and woman. Uh, but it's the antagonist from the people under the stairs. Oh, nice. <laughs> Got a lot rubbing around around in a gimp suit with a uh, pistol grip pump in my lap at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't say I've ever watched that movie. I've I've heard of it's, it for years. It's good. It's. Fu- I mean, it's almost too funny to be called a horror film. But I was like, "Fuck it, it goes on the list. It counts." <laughs> hey, there's. We did a horror comedy bracket on Bastards that we met. So, yeah, horror comedy exists for a reason. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that one, and I, I do really like those two. They're they're absolutely just so bizarre and over the top that, yeah, it just becomes comical. And, you know, what you find out about them over the course of the film just makes that just so much creepier and achier. And right. Yeah, that, yeah, they're a solid pick. And uh, don't be surprised if the – well, I, I'll say this. Uh, they're, they're actually on my list as well. But uh, we'll talk nice! about Nice! Yeah, we'll talk about that at a later point. So, <laughs> yeah, um, moving on to uh, my number nine. Like I said, um, I'm kind of getting uh, the, uh, you know, cheaty ones out of the way. And uh, it's nearly impossible for me to separate these two. So um, I, I really didn't. Um, I chose Sadako and Kayako, the Ringu and Juwan ghosts. So, yeah, uh, kind of a cheat, but, uh, you know, they did actually team up together and fight each other. So uh, I guess it counts. But, uh, yeah, it's nearly impossible for me to separate these two um, just iconic, you know, characters, tragic backstories, just absolutely, you know, heartbreaking fates for both of them. And yet they turn into some of the most despicable assholes that just no matter what happens, they're always there to ruin the fun for whoever's in the house. Or whoever plays the videotape, and you know, damn it, just leave us alone already. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was hard for me to separate them, so I, I didn't. Uh, I, I kind of kept them together on this. So uh, for me, number nine, uh, Sadako slash Kayako. Respectable. So uh, yeah. moving on to uh, Journey. My number nine is. Not a person, but a race. And it is the tethered from us. Because I run, I host a paranormal show, and the idea of doppelgangers is a real thing that has had a lot of stories and experiences where people have been known to have doppelgangers. And a lot of times they actually are evil. That's the funny part. But so, I mean, the fact that that movie could actually kind of be true in a way that there could be a whole civilization living in the cave systems or underground somewhere. Like, I mean, the only place I can't see that happening is Florida because where the hell are you going to live underground water? But other than that, like, I like that's the creepiest idea in the world that, that we all have doppelgangers waiting to kill us. Nice. Yeah. I never thought of that. That's a solid pick. Um, yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I don't have much else to add. Just I never thought of that. That's a as a decent choice. Yeah, shout out to my boy DeAndre for introducing me to that movie. Cool. All right, so Chancy, that moves to your number nine. Uh, Cyrus Criticos, the evil uncle from Thirteen Ghosts. Nice. <laughs> I said I was trying to get. I told you I was trying to get obscure. That's not obscure. I just, I, I mean, I know I never seen it, but I know of it. I've seen pictures of like all the ghosts and like I'm just like, yeah, I'm good on seeing this. <laughs> like, it looks freaking. Ugh. It's a pretty crazy trip. Yeah, it it's one that I, I don't think has aged well. I really liked it when it first came out, but. Yeah, it's not one that's aged really well. A lot of that CGI just uh, the, the, the yeah. stories. The stories bonkers though. I love the the idea of what goes on in there and the idea of trapping the ghosts inside these specific rooms. I mean, the, the backboard of that is you know incredible. Is really fun and really enjoyable. But yeah, it's just one of those where I think a lot of the special effects work just needs some work. I also thought he played a pretty good bad guy. Like, just completely fucking ruthless. Like, he was willing to sacrifice members of his own family for to further his own gains. Like, if there aren't too many people, there's not too many movies, I should say, where, like, more than one person is sacrificed for the gains, like, like the, the finishing of the goal, so to speak. Yeah. Cool. All right. So uh, moving on to uh, my number eight. Uh, so this one is a uh, kind of a personal one. This one is uh, a film that uh, kind of, I, I wouldn't really say dramatized me, but it was one uh, that was kind of like right in there with, uh, you know, one of the, the earliest films that ever affected me once I saw it. And uh, I went with Father Kane and Poltergeist 2. So not necessarily so much about the character, because I think the character's kind of weak and uninteresting. Like, he doesn't really do much. But the, the few things he does are just immensely creepy. Uh, I mean, the entire, you know, the real-life backstory about the actor is, you know, it kind of adds a lot to that. But even still, you still kind of get that, you know, sick older pedophile uncle vibe from him when he's ever, whenever he's interacting with Carol Ann. And a lot of the scenes just have like this really unnerving quality to them. And I, I kind of really like that, you know, it, it plays off of that to a big degree. But then you also have a lot of, you know, like his whole master plan and backstory that he's trying to, you know, see through. And, you know, it comes together in part three, but uh, we'll try to avoid part three. But, uh, yeah. Wait, um, what's wrong with The Exorcist 3? I thought that, I think that's one of the greatest psychological films of all 3. time. He, he oh, I thought you said. Polter. I'm sorry. I thought she said Exorcist. I'm sorry. I thought you said Exorcist. No, I said Poltergeist. Oh, sorry. That's my bad. Yeah, I agree. We will not discuss the Poltergeist three. Yeah, like I, I said, know, uh, I didn't know there was a three. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. That that tells you something. Yeah, three's not that good. It it takes place in an apartment. Um, basically the the, <laughs> yeah, the brother of uh. The Greg T. Nelson's character, I think his brother t and his wife takes Carol Ann in, and uh, the ghosts follow them to a high-rise apartment in the middle of the city. 
that's that's reaching. Yeah, that's kind of one of the the big the big problems there. But uh, there's a bunch of other issues which uh, better left unexplored. But uh, <laughs> in yeah, like I said, in uh, Poltergeist two, uh, you know what he does a lot of the you know the interactions and stuff like that um, kind of made it uh, part for me. Uh, put him on the list. So yeah, my number eight is uh, Father King. All right. Well, I believe I'm up next. And, well, I mean, speaking of pedophiles, I mean, who am I kidding? He'll eat anybody. But um, my number eight is Bruce and Draws. Got to go with the childhood classic. Nice. He's not, te- he's not technically a slasher. I mean, he's a biter, but that doesn't count. <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't. Last time, too, I couldn't leave Bruce off my list. Bruce is an amazing villain, so I had to put him on the list. Just didn't want to put him too high. Nice. Yeah, that's another one that uh, we'll talk about at a later point. He's on my list as well. I'm pretty sure it's on my list, but... (laughs) Not mine. I left him off off because I knew he'd probably be on your list or somebody's list, so... (laughs) The discussion would take place in some in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number, my number, sorry, uh, my number eight is the Blair Witch. Nice. So, like, the reason I picked it was when it came out, I was like, let's see, it came out in like the mid 90s so i would have been around 10 and they did a fake documentary on the sci-fi channel and i watched that documentary before i ever watched the movie and i thought the movie was real because of the documentary and then i made an even further like an even bigger mistake by watching the movie like out in the country like in the woods (laughs) So, like, it scared the shit out of me for a hot minute. So I figured that one would go pretty... I figured I'll put it down on number eight, but, you know, it had to go on the list. Nice, yeah. Um, I can see that happening. I, I kind of got into the genre after all the hysteria, so I wasn't that affected by it, but I, I can definitely... I, I, I heard enough stories about it that I, I definitely don't have uh, too much of a struggle believing that. So, yeah. Um, well, I don't have much else to add for uh, my number seven. It's uh, People Under the Stairs. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, the whole dynamic, the whole back and forth uh, just relationship that they have that it already starts out kind of unnerving just with the, you know, they have that kind of 50s next door neighbor vibe from the very beginning. And then it just progressively gets even weirder and creepier and more disturbing. And then they bust out the gimp suit and it's like, what the fuck? The gimp and, suit and the fucking shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was actually kind of hoping that this would be um, one of my under the radar picks, but um yeah, uh, like I said, don't have much else to add. Just uh, for me, number seven is uh, the people under the stairs. Nice. 
Nice pick. I gotta watch that movie, but yeah, it's a good one. But my number seven was the entity from It Follows, because that, I mean, that movie I just watched recently too for the same bracket as the other one. A lot of lesser known movies got known by me in that bracket, but it was 104 movies, so that's gonna happen. But the It Follows, I mean, that that any any creature that just wants to kill you because you're having sex, like. I'm not. I'm not down with that. That's not cool. I can see that. Um, you know, the yeah. whole idea of, you know, the whole idea of like zeroing in on somebody just because of choosing to do that. I, I yeah, mean, I it's, it's it's basically a ghost a ghost TD. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's definitely a way of putting it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I, I've only seen it once, so I don't have a lot of connection to it, but... Same, same. I only saw it once. Yeah. I, but I, it was, I mean, it. Yeah, I like it. It was a decent movie, though. I mean, the fact that the thing couldn't go... The fact that the entity couldn't go in water was kind of weird. Like, your ghost float over it. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, um, I mean, like I said, I, I wish I'd seen this more recently because I've only seen it once, but uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see it uh, being involved. So, yeah, moving on to uh, Jancy, you're number seven. The uh, Xenomorph from Alien. <laughs> yeah, the, that's another one for my list. <laughs> I All was right. going to play on. I was going to, but same thing Chancy did with with uh, Bruce. I figured someone else would have it on the list, so it's like, eh, I got better ones I can put on. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. H, I love, I love uh, H.R. Giger's work. It's actually a, a future like dream of mine to be able to go to his museum. It's, I just, I always did love his work ever since coming across. The original Alien film. It mm, good stuff. Yeah, um, I I agree. Um, I mean, it's on my list as well for another reason. But um, yeah, uh, moving on. Uh, moving on to my number six. Uh, another one that I I put on the list mainly more just because I I saw it once and I don't really remember much about it but i always remember that i I, this was always like the best part of the film and i went with the uh bride from insidious Mm. yeah um i i still prefer the conjuring but i i still think the ghosts and insidious are better um i i always remember the first time i saw it because i always remember watching this one with my friends and we we picked it up just because we had heard the rumors and we heard it was really good and we didn't really think much about it. But when we saw it and we first saw the the ghost of the the witch the the bride and what she was and what what she was doing and it was we all kind of like were taken aback by it. And it was always one of those that it just always stuck out with me just because of like her master plan trying to you know corrupt this little kid and all of this you know <clears throat> paranormal stuff that she's capable of and all these other ghosts are terrified of you know interacting with her and all this other kind of stuff it yeah i remember when we first watched it it was always one of those that just kind of got to us so 
yeah, it's always kind of stuck out with me for that reason, just because of, you know, maybe the first time seeing it, maybe it's, you know, one of those that hasn't really aged that well, but yeah, um, for me, I went with number six, uh, The Bride from Insidious. I wasn't that big a fan of the Insidious movie. I just wasn't. I mean, I'm not a big fan of First Conjuring either, though, but that's a whole other story. My my number six, though, is The Blind Man from Don't Breathe. Because that's a scare. That's like a daredevil level like opponent right there you're trying to face. And it's not easy. So, I mean, that... And he, he was a twisted man. I mean, you feel bad for him like the first half of the movie. Then once they reveal that one scene, it's just like, okay, he's not a good man to begin with. Let him let them do whatever they end up doing to him. But just the way it and just the way it ends too. Like he, it, mm. like I still gotta watch the second one, but the first one was freaking awesome. Nice. Yeah, he's um, an honorable mention. Um, didn't make my list, but yeah, he's an honorable mention for me. Um. I guess that's the first time somebody's taken one of those, but uh, yeah, um, exactly what you said. Uh, the first half, you're just like, all right, you know, these stupid kids, like, what's going on here? Why are you doing this to this poor guy? And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Jesus, okay, yeah, uh, you know, fuck him and then fuck everybody. But yeah, uh, great pick, yeah, I, I really like it. I I'm still kind of torn on the second one. I I like it, but it's like so tonally different than the first one. It, it kind of just feels like they took the script from another film that had like a blind guy in it, and then they just changed like two or three little details, and then that became like the sequel. It doesn't really have like a lot of um, real connection to the original, and it kind of even undoes a lot of what we learn about it and about him through there anyway. So. Um, I, I mean, if you just watch it as a straightforward film, I think you'll like it. There's some pretty, there's some decent stuff in there, and it, it, it's enjoyable enough for what it is. But I think a lot of it is just it doesn't really tie into part one that much. So, yeah, it, it's kind of a weird one, but um, I mean, I'll, I'm definitely you know up to leaving it for someone else to make their own interpretation about it. But um, yeah, like I said, for me. I, I'm kind of torn on the sequel. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. All right, so uh, Chansey, that moves to your number six. No, it doesn't. Yeah, oh, wait, no, he, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, he, I, yeah, he, I, for, I, I forgot about that whole part where Jeremy was, like, talking and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, mine's pretty cheap on this one. I I went with Dr. Lecter. Mm, nice. <laughs> Only because of the fact that I found it, like, I just, I, I liked the character as a whole, even though he was, like, a raging cannibalistic psychopath. I liked the fact that he felt that he had class, so that separated him from what he was for some reason. Yeah, no, I, 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 I believe that. Uh, yeah, I've always had a weird uh, connection with uh, Silence of the Lambs. Just, yeah, I, I want to like the movie, and he's the main reason why. But I, I don't really like anything else. I don't really like Jodie Foster. I don't really like Buffalo Bill. I, 
he's he's fine for for who he is, but I just I don't really think he's as worthy as that kind of a running time for it, just based on what he does. But everything that Lecter does in that film is just amazing, and I want to follow him more than anybody else. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's an understandable one. I don't mind that one. So uh, moving into the uh, top five, uh, this one's not going to be much of a spoiler because this is Bruce from Jaws. <laughs> yeah, um, another one that I kind of thought would be a little fun one to sneak in. But uh, when you realize what happens in the first film, Bruce is just an absolute dick. So first of all, he just, he chomps on a woman skinny dipping, which I mean, come on, dude. He eats a kid. Like, really? Yeah, I, I mean, you know. I mean, we're really the fuck that kid though. I mean, in seriously. All I mean, the, the boy, the 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 boy was never gonna go in the water anyway. He was too drunk. He just collapsed on the beach, trying to take off his pants. Yeah. So I'm just saying I mean, is that you know, you know, let the girl get back to the, you know, let the girl get back, you know, before you. Start oh no. Falling. I was talking about the kid on the inflatable raft. Like I was saying, uh. fuck that kid. Nah, fuck that kid. He let him get a. Oh, Kentner. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the guy on the beach. <laughs> no. Oh, okay, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, you know, he eats a girl. You know, he eats the girl that's skinny dipping. He eats a kid. He leaves Ben Gardner's head inside of his boat for somebody to find. Right. He, he attacks the kid in the lagoon, but spares him, even though he, you know, sees this other guy getting eaten right in front of him. And then he just chomps down on the guy that's trying to kill him. You know, you know, he drags, you know, Quint down and it's like, yeah, yeah, he's kind of a bastard. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's kind of a bastard when you think about it. But uh, yeah, that, I was kind of thinking, you know, hoping that one was kind of be a little bit of a surprise, not really one of those, uh, you know, expected kind of a rules but uh well my uh number five is uh bruce from jaws and it runs in his hereditary apparently because i mean he fucking all his kids are dicks like all oh, three for of real them. yeah <laughs> you're gonna ruin people's fun at water park by eating them come on now but <laughs> but yeah so my number five and my top five is kind of all predictable but my number five is norman bates because I don't consider him a slasher per se. More, he's a stabber when the time comes forward, but he's not exactly a slasher. And I mean, I'm I'm mainly going off the one on Bates Motel. That kid is creepy as fuck. Like the movies are all like kind of like bland, boring. But like, uh, I forget his name always. But the kid on Bates Motel did a great job. Don't want to say Charlie something. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's been too long. I don't re- I don't really remember. Um, all I remember is, um, uh, they brought Lady Gaga in to play one of the roles, and that was kind of like. <clears throat> Are you thinking of the same show? Lady Gaga didn't yeah. have a role in I'm pretty sure. Oh, Rihanna. Yeah, I think I am. Cause yeah, didn't they have Rihanna play Marion Marion Crane? I don't think so. I don't remember any big celebrities being on it besides like the actual actors and actresses who played every all the roles. I could swear Rihanna played Marion ba- Marion Crane. Are you thinking of American Horror Story? Because Lady Gaga was on that. I might be now that you're saying that. 
yeah, yeah I, she was she was the main star in one of the seasons. But Freddie Highmore, that's the kid who plays uh, Norman Bates in Baseball. Oh, film. okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he he was amazing in that role. He's amazing in every role he's in, but but I mean, Norman Bates is just incredible. Was incredible in that show, and just the way they, the, the way they did him, the way they like built his character, it was awesome to see the backstory. Mm. Nice, yeah. They didn't have to work. They, I mean, they didn't have to try too hard, dude. Anthony Perkins did such a good job creating that character with the original movie that all they had to do was get a half-ass decent actor, a half-ass decent ensemble, and you've got a fucking gold mine. How dare you say that the show was better than the movie? Anthony Perkins, at the end of the movie, sitting in the fucking cell... With that creepy fucking look on his face, that that little stint of time in that movie is better than anything than that Freddy kid brought to that fucking TV show. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I, I gotta disagree with that. For real, though. Like, I agree and enjoyed watching the TV show for what it was, like, separate to knowing what we were getting at at the very end. But, like... Just saying that he was better than Anthony Perkins was that like that that's that I can't like I just can't agree with I can't abide that that's <laughs> that's just the culture that's the like the cinema file in me like I'm wearing a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fucking shirt right now for fuck's sake <laughs> I'm sorry Jeremy. I just had to do it. I got that out of my system. My apologies. Yeah, it's good. I'm kind of right there. Um, it, the show's fine now that I'm getting every. Now that I'm trying figuring everything out and getting all of uh, my genre TV shows in order. Um, but yeah, uh, that guy being better than uh, Anthony? No, I don't think so. He's good at what he's good at what he is, but I, I don't think he's better than Norman than uh, you know the original. So. I real I mean I will give him all of the credit for being able to harness what Anthony Perkins put out there cuz he did he really did a, a good job playing what you would expect the young Norman to be. He really did. Yeah. But uh we're on number 5, correct? Right. Uh my number 5 is the abominable Dr. Fibes. And uh, we've taken another honorable mention off my list. No nice. fucking shit. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, God it's damn. Like, so many off of the same list. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's another. That's, a, uh, that's another honorable I, mention for me. <laughs> I honestly expected that one to go under the radar and have everybody be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" That's <laughs> so awesome. Oh, I'll no, say, it. "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> Uh, yeah, Bonald, yeah. Bonald Dr. Fibes is uh, Vincent Price's greatest creation. Um, he's basically this doctor who uh, his wife ended up dying in a car accident. And they he had this team of medical uh, professionals flown in to try to save her. But they they did something screwed up in the operation. I, there, there was something wrong with how they saved her and she ended up passing away. And 
it it raged him to the point that he set out and created a series of like in like a series of accidents that are based around each of the 12 plagues of Egypt and use that as means of revenge for getting back at the the doctors the the medical team for screwing up the uh, operation to save his life all right interesting i'm guessing it's a defensive price i'm guessing it's black and white no uh no it's color it's in 71 yeah the first one is 1971 yeah yeah i'll have to look into it it's uh it's not what you it's 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 what you'd expect for 1971 horror that's not like hammer film horror so no nude girls I don't believe so, no. Damn it, that's the point of 70s horror. But Vincent Price was a pretty classy guy. I don't I don't know that he would... I don't know, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Now, the only I mean, one... He appeared in a film, but he wasn't in scenes he was in. I think he was he was in Witchfinder General. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got... Yeah, but never in yeah. the same scene. Yeah. yeah, it's not scenes with him. I think that's the only one. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's not you know that's Vincent Price. That's you know not what he did. But I, I think that's the only one. Maybe he. There's another one. Um, another one of those British films he did. Uh, Scream and Scream Again or Oblong Box. Possibly, possibly Scream and Scream Again. Yeah. I think I've seen the porns of both. Yeah, I think I have. <laughs> yeah, I think I have too. But um, but yeah, um, no. Uh, Doctor Fives is a great choice. I, I really like that one. Nice. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on to uh, my number four. Um, not. The, I, I kind of stuck with the original um, on this one. This isn't really one of the. Um, Oh, this isn't based on the new uh, film per se, but this is more uh, the OG. Uh, for instance, I went with Pinhead from Hellraiser. No fucking way. You don't consider uh, him a slasher? You, you, don't, you don't consider him a slasher? Not no. In the original. I actually created a whole ass fucking argument because he, I have like three number ones and he was one of them. And I had a whole ass argument to prove to you guys if you didn't believe me. But by all means, please make this argument. Yeah, it, Pinhead in the original, I, I, I think there's an argument to be made that he's not a slasher. In the sequels, Absolutely. I think, in the sequels you can make the argument that he is. But in the original, yes. it's not him because it's Julia that's the, that's the killer in the original. It's, it's not him. That is correct. They I never think, show up until they're until they're called upon. Right. And they never and they never punish anyone. They never punish the innocent. Exactly. That I think that was kind of the same thinking you must have been going on too, because that was my argument. He's right? never he's never directly involved in anything. The only one that he ever actually kills is Frank, the one that deserves it. Right. Because everybody else is Julia. All the other deaths in that film are directly on base or directly at the cause of her hands or i guess you could say frank killed the father to take his skin but that's also valid yeah but yeah i still. mean you know we don't see that so i mean you that's always you know 
that, that that's always you know like the eternal question: Did Frank kill him or did Julia they, kill they him? They probably both. They, they probably I both. I don't. I don't. I don't think he was strong enough to do it alone. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean that's the that's the the one eternal argument in the original film is who killed him. But the fact that you know every other person in the first film died by Julia's hands, not Pinhead, is I think the reason why, at least in the original, like that's what I was saying earlier before I I named the film. Yep. In the original, you can make the argument that he's not the slasher. In the sequels, there is an argument and a case to be made. But in the original, and like I said, in because of the OG, I think you can name Pinhead as one of them. Nice. It's a good thing I had three number ones. Technically, I only have one because one of my other ones was Norman Bates, and Jeremy already took that one. So I literally only have one more number one. And y'all may not accept this person as qualifying for the category, but I will make the argument. I'm super stoked about that, though. <laughs> what, uh, what's your What's your number four, Jeremy? Uh, you skipped him, man. No, that was my number four. Oh, oh, oh yeah, number four is Pinhead, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you I did saw- the thing where I did, where you forgot the whole part about where the other person talked. Nice. No, I, I I thought it was you talking the whole time. Oh, not the whole time, but I, like I thought, like I for me, I confused that like it's your argument because you did get into your little spiel there. But my number four is, and this one may be debatable too, but my number four also sings when he kills Sweeney Todd. No, I'll allow it. That's that's good enough with me. Um, just be, just because the musical doesn't necessarily mean it's not a horror film. I hate musicals, but I don't think it's not a horror film per se. Yes, we know you hate musicals, Fancy. I mean, it's a close one. Uh, for the sake of the conversation, I'm going to allow it. But yeah, that, that, that's always been kind of like one of those on the fringe ones for me. I mean, I don't know. It's Giant Depp, too. How can you go wrong? Uh, back before he had all of the, you know, stuff happen to him. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's definitely valid. And plus, he had, like, half that cast of Harry Potter on there, too, so. Oh, really? It's been a while. I haven't... Must have forgotten about that, but you got you got Snape, you got Wormtail, you got Bellatrix. Yep. Hmm. Like I said, it's been a while. I'm probably gonna have to revisit yeah. that. Yeah, I haven't actually. I haven't watched it in like a decade, but it's still one of my favorites. Hmm. All right, nice. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's been. I haven't seen it in well over like ten years, so. Yeah, it's one that kind of slipped by me, so I'll, I'll allow it. So, Jancy, let's go with your number four. The Tomb Raiders from the Universal Mummy. Hmm. Okay. See, everyone wants to blame the mummy for being the bad guy. But, I mean, all he really did was avenge the curse. If they hadn't stolen the shit from the place, then the mummy would have never risen and followed and started doing the killing spree. (laughs) If you won't accept it, I do have a stand-in. 
So I'll let you make the choice. I mean, it's never one that I thought of, but it's kind of intriguing. I'm kind of impressed with the uh, the out of the box nature of that one. That's not a bad one at all. Well, thank you. Like I said, I was really looking to be obscure. Hmm. Yeah, uh, no, like I said, I mean, it's not one that I would have thought of, but yeah, I can definitely see where you're going from with that. Fair enough. Yeah, if you, if you say that any of mine don't qualify, like I said, I got to stand in up until my number one. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll move on to uh, my number three. Uh, this one was kind of a uh, no doubt for me. Um, my top three are kind of no doubts. Uh, these were ones that uh, as soon as the topic was broached, these were uh, kind of slotted pretty easily together. Uh, my number three is Pumpkinhead. Ooh, so that's. I have a friend of mine. I have a friend of mine who actually used to call me Pumpkinhead because of the size of my hands. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good uh, one, though. I, I don't know. I almost thought about putting him on the list, but I thought he might be considered a slasher film. But yeah. So, yeah, that, that's always been my thing with it. But the fact that, you know, he's essentially the creature, you know, it's like the body of a demon, you know, he's still yeah. kind of, he's still kind of technically a monster. You still like put him in like in the monster movie. Uh, that's kind of really where I went with it. So it's a valid argument. I, I mean, I'm not saying that there's not slasher elements. I mean, you, you know, the idea of raising him and sending him out to carry out a, you know, massacre on a, you know, like a, a pre-described hit list is kind of a slasher thing to do. So, I mean, I'm not saying that there's not elements taken from the genre, and it's definitely a way to go where you can make the case that, you know, even if you take out, you know, him being a creature, it's still a slasher movie in essence, but... The fact that to me it's carrying being carried out by a demon, I think that you know, like a creature, you know, conceived through magic incantations and you know, raised and created, I, I kind of went with that route. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm aware of the argument, but I've always, I've always kind of seen it that way. So, if, I mean, yeah, it makes the argument for like the evil golem. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. True. Jeremy? Yeah. You're number three? My number three, well, my top three are very easy to figure out, but number three is The Predator. Hmm. I always figured that is an action movie, but yeah, I could see your argument there. Uh, You haven't seen the new one yet, if you think it's an action movie, but... I'm talking. Yeah. I was thinking like the original from the '80s. Well, it's, dude, it's a horror movie. It's it's a realistic horror movie of an alien, which people actually think the Predator books were written about an alien that the government met, because the writer's father worked for the government. But so it is supposed. But and they have there have been instances of people seeing like Predator style like glimmers and stuff in nature and like whether it's the army doing stuff or who knows but it's just it's creepy so i mean predators are a very realistic horror to me and i think they're way more scarier than the xenomorphs hmm. not bad yeah so yeah. uh move yeah move on to your number three dr frankenstein 
I can see that, yeah. Like, for real. He was... He sh- I, I almost put him up higher on the list just because of how much of a bastard that I think he is. I mean, he didn't really kill anybody, though. He just dug up parts from a No, but... But what he did was basically create a giant mentally disabled person who literally only had its fight or flight instinct to, if you want to call it, live off of, which can you blame the monster for being what it is, basically living off of its only means of understanding? I mean, because the guy, because he fucking grabbed the wrong brain, but still. I mean, but I mean, I mean, you could ask the same to Joe Biden's father, but you had to dig him up first. But I mean, I, I I guess, but I'm, but I mean, still though, Doctor Frankenstein is the reason for Frankenstein. So oh, I, if you want to argue, that, but... Well, Frankenstein's a monster, I should say. So, I mean, if oh, you yeah. if you want to argue that monster, the Frankenstein's monster is is uh, is is deserving of being on the list, then so should not the creator. No, but I who said Frankenstein's monster should be on the list? All he did was throw a little girl into a lake. So. And he strangled people, and you know. But don't we all want to do that on a daily basis anyway? There's uh, it's uh, it's always been an eternal argument for me which one would be where you go from because I I think over the course uh, especially the sequel I think the doctor kind of loses a lot of his dickness uh you know he, in the second one he's you know forced into doing it you you know the the other guy is the the main protagonist in that one because he's kind of you know for Frankenstein's forced into doing it to you know keep the secret about what he did from his wife. So he's like forced to go along with it. So it's not necessarily that he's kind of really that that big of a dick like in the sequels. So that's just basically like a retcon. Well, it's not really a retcon. It's just more he's like repented and he's kind of like blackmailed into doing it. Because in Bright, in Bright, he's he's forced to doing it because the 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 old guy comes to him and forces him to carry on with the experiments because all he can do is make the miniatures because that's all he's you know he's got the the little people inside the jars, but then he's he needs the you know the doctor's help to create the full size ones, and then that's right. when you know that's when he brings the bride in, but he's always but the Frankenstein is always in, at least in the second one he's always been like really repentive and he's kind of like gone back on it and it took like a lot of blackmail and coercion to get him to do it so i've always kind of seen him as like seeing the error of his ways and like trying to like go against it but then it like getting caught up and dragged back into it again yeah, well that. fair enough i can always put in like i said i got stand-ins because if, if if frankenstein himself won't fit then i could always put in damien from the omen I'll take that one. That one's a good one. <laughs> I was going to put that on my list, but then I'm thinking like, well, it's really the devil that's the villain because he's the one who made Damien or Damien's the Antichrist. So. 
Or if you look at it another way, I mean, God's a supernatural, be- supernatural being, bro. Supernatural being. I mean, but God also caused it all by casting Lucifer out of heaven and creating Satan. So, I mean, you got you can look at that from a lot of different angles. <laughs> Just saying, you can. So, yeah. I mean, you can blame God for Damien. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways we can go about it, but uh, I think it would probably be better served to uh, move on with um, our number two. So uh, this one's, like I said, not really much of a surprise because it was mentioned earlier. It's uh, the Xenomorph from Alien. Um, Yeah, uh, I, I mean, the first time that you see that thing pop out of his stomach and just scuttle away, it's just like, oh, my God. It just looks, it's like, you know, it's so like grotesque, but yet so like, I I struggle to use the word impressive, but it's kind of like, you want to see more of it, but yet it's so like just disgusting and gross and, you know, like not human. It's like, wow, the idea of coming up with that just looks so credible, so weird and so real that it just becomes like, you know, you, you know, the more you see of it, the more you like of it kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. I love learning the uh, backstory behind all of it, like how the the writers like were, you know, working on it one night, and this guy wakes up in the middle of the night, and he goes, "I know how to get it on the spaceship," and the guy's like, "How?" and he's like, "He rapes him, or it rapes him, or something," and then they came up with the concept of the face hugger. In that in that in that scenario, and then Giger went from there, and then turned it into the hand-looking thing, which always creeped me the fuck out. Mm. That's so awesome. Yeah, that's my son's so awesome. They definitely are. I mean, they're creepy. Don't get me wrong, but it's just I've heard no actual like descriptions of aliens looking like that, really, from it, what we know it, exists. But they're, but it, you know, it's it's uh, horror vil- horror villains in movies. I like realistic horror villains, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, I like lots of stuff. Can't always get what you want, just like Mick Jagger said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, oh Jeremy, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, moving on with your number two. Yeah, see, my number two is more realistic, Chancy, because my number two is Hannibal Lecter. Okay. Because, yeah, I didn't want to say it when you said it, but um, that's my number two, because, and I'm going with uh, Mads Mikkelsen's uh, version of Hannibal Lecter, because that's my favorite version. Hmm. Wait, which no, was that? Was it the, Red Dragon, or? That was oh, the TV the, show. The TV show version. Oh, Jesus Christ. But I mean, it's also easier to be a better version of that character when you have a lot more screen time to do it. And Anthony Hopkins honestly didn't have a lot of screen time to do it. He only had like a few scenes in the first movie. Like a lot of it was just following Jodie Foster running. But, which I don't mind that part, but I'm just saying like, and I do like the actor who played him in uh, Young Hannibal. That was a damn good movie. I love that fucking. I love that movie. That was actually the first Hamble movie I saw. So, 
but I mean, so yeah, hammerlock is too because cannonballs really can happen in life. So you know, <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, your number two. My number two is uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I, you know, again, another one I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. Which, which uh, particular version? Uh, the original. Oh, the like, Lionel Barrymore one. Yeah, just like straight out, straight out, like the the raw, the rawest version out there. I'm not talking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or anything like that. I love that version. I mean, it's great and all, but I'm talking about like the legitimate, you know, as close to the story as you can get without it actually being the story. Because, I mean, the, the premise of it is that when he drinks the stuff, he basically goes mad and kills somebody. Sounds like me in college. Well, you know there's no statute of limitations on murder, right? Exactly. Yeah, fair enough. But as long as you're aware. <laughs> and uh, I believe we are now to the number ones. Yeah. Um, for me, this one was another no-brainer. Um, like I said, as soon as we did this, this one was kind of slotted right in there at number one. Uh, Gilman from Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, I was that was on honor that was an honorable mention of mine. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, yeah, I do like what, what we get to know about him in the two sequels, but in the original, it's just you know he steals the show for that one, and it's named after him. So <laughs> go for right. it. But yeah, um, you know, just he looks so incredible. The face is just I you know so iconic the screams the roars just you know seeing him in motion it I, I mean it's just almost incredible to you know see him see that thing move and see him in you know getting to a chance to put him in you know all these kinds of crazy scenarios that you know the sequels do but yeah uh for me it was kind of a no-brainer this one was pretty automatic the uh you know Gilman from the original creature from the Black Lagoon. Although I do like the sequels, it's just pretty much the original for me. For sure. All right, Jeremy, you're number one. See, my number one is another thing that I believe could exist technically, and it scares the living shit out of me when I saw it in theaters, and that is Pennywise. And yes, I said in theaters, not on fucking television. Yeah, I know. The Skarsgård version of it is so fucking creepier. Like, I mean, oof. I literally, when I saw the first one in theaters, I literally was looking behind my car to see if something was following me the whole way home. And checking behind every corner when I got home. Like, it was, like, I literally was just laying in bed, like, looking at my bedroom door for, like, long-ass time, expecting something to open it. Like, it just shook me to the core. You know, the reason why Tim Curry's version of it's better is because they didn't need all the fucking CGI. And it skills and it still scared an entire generation of people. 
I'm not saying that the Skarsgård one wasn't, you know, good. It was. I did like the way he portrayed Pennywise. But the argument must be made that for them to use the amount of CGI that they did really actually almost for me kind of took away from the character. It was like, uh, oh, look, oh, look, more jump scares. Oh, look, more jump scares. Oh, look, more jump scares. To whereas fucking Tim Curry doing it, as Penny, like I said, doing as Pennywise is. It's terrifying for the fact of its insidious nature. Like it's. Especially the Georgie scene. Hmm. Because, I mean, comparing the two, for me, it's scarier with Tim Curry because he's just being a clown. Whereas when you look at Pennywise when for Skarsgård's version, you can just look at it and it's, oh, that's a, that's a wicked clown. That's an evil clown. That thing, that thing needs to be at the gathering. Get it the fuck out the sewer. <laughs> but, I, was, but I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you fucking talking to jugglers like that? Like you're gonna get slapped eventually. They can come find me. I don't know. They your people. They circus folk, right? They I don't know better. <laughs> but no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So for my number one, my number one's actually probably gonna be the most contended. Because I don't, it does not come from a horror movie. The reason that I chose this character is because a group of psychiatrists watched 400 movies to find the archetypic, archetypic, archetypical, archetypical, whatever, the archetype of a psychopath. And the assassin from fucking No Country from old or uh, for old men is the guy who perfectly fit the bill. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's elements to be made to be made that he's a serial killer in a non-horror film. I was gonna say, if I have to, I can always swap him out with Dracula because nobody said Dracula. No, I mean Dracula was on my honorable mentions, but I I, I don't mind the the pick of um, Anton. I just love, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't remember what the name of the character is. Yeah, the uh, the last name throws me. Um, I I remember ha- Anton. Javier Javier Bourdain, as yeah. I believe his name. But that like like just all of it, just like would you please stand still for a minute? And he's <laughs> just fucking drops him, or like the coin flip scene in the gas station where the gas where the dude doesn't even realize that he's literally, oh you know, flipping the coin for his whole ass fucking life. That's fucking. I was just like, and then when I found out that that they did that study and that this guy was like out of all the films they watched four hundred films. And out of all of them, this guy fit the bill for a psychopath. And I was like, fucking sold, man. Sold to the man with gray in his hair. Nice, yeah. Um, I, I mean, Dracula's not a fine pick. He's also on my honorable mentions, uh, so there's only one left. But 
Um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind that. That's actually not a bad choice. Um, I, I mean, you know, debatable horror film or not, but I mean, for the purpose of this, I'm not going to split too many hairs about it. I, I, mean, I, I appreciate you not doing it, but I mean, it like I've, I, I think I made a valid enough argument. Yeah. I think Judge Mills Laden's would have allowed it. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah, I guess that uh, we'll wrap up our list. So, um, before we get out of here, anybody have any honorable mentions left or uh, something worth shouting out? Mine were all untouched, actually. Go ahead. Uh, so, I actually had five honorable mentions. And the first one is Mini Castavet from Rosemary's Baby. Like, imagine having a baby in his old age comes and steals it for evil purposes. Like, come on. What is this? Snow White? But next one was the facility from Cabin in the Woods. Because yes, they have a greater purpose, but they are a shady-ass government organization, and shady-ass government organizations exist, and they're scary as shit. So... Definitely on my list. Plus, they're funny. And next one is Steve from Fresh. Because he's going for a date, and now, whole new definition, and now this guy's going to eat me. Like, whole new definition. So, yeah. Number 14 was one that is just a shout out to him because it's Jigsaw. Because he's technically not. He's a, he almost could, wouldn't be a, vill, a villain, oh my, almost, but like he's done some things. So, really, Jancy, I was expecting an argument from you on that one, but. Eh. I mean, it's. Does a slasher, does, does I mean, does gore porn qualify as a slasher? Does a slasher qualify as gore porn? I mean, I'm not, no. I, mean, I don't think it. I don't think it's worth arguing or splitting hairs over the uh, yeah. genre, over the genres, especially considering she let me slip in a like she totally let me slip in a Mickey there. Like that guy's not even in a scary movie, like in a horror film, and I was just like, hey, this fucking guy right here. But no, uh, one of my I got a funny I got a funny honorable mention, and that was the kid playing the banjo from Deliverance. <laughs> oh, Chancy, yeah. Chancy! I had one more that I thought of because of our good friend DeAndre made me think of it. Oh yeah, and that's the girl from Teeth. Hmm. Ballad. Good. Ballad. That's I a would. I would, I would. I don't know. I would almost consider Teeth a slasher film. Almost. Almost. It's more of a biting film than a slashing film. Ah, or like, because you could call it, we could meet in the middle and call it a Nasher, a Nasher film because of all the gnashing teeth. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could technically, so. It's close. Yeah. That's yeah. all my honorable mentions. Um, yeah. Um, so 
uh, Cheney, I don't know if you have any left, but um, nope. Yeah, the the one for me was uh, I, I kind of wanted this one on the list, but I just couldn't find a spot for it. Uh, Wolfman from uh, the original, the Lon Cheney Wolfman. Honestly, I was gonna put that on the list, but I I honestly couldn't bring myself to do it because I felt that that was that would be like putting Frankenstein or the Mummy on the list or the monster I should say Frankenstein's monster because yeah. the wolf the Wolfman can't help being a werewolf it's just well, that's what I was saying is that, I, I mean, a lot of it was kind of like my argument with the Tremors, where it's not just the first film, but it's the whole franchise where he, you know, gradually right. becomes a little bit. That was kind of going to be my argument. But then I always I, I figured I had like enough cheats already because I had right. I had, you know, I had the Tremors ones on there and then I had, you know, Sadako and Kayako on there. So I, I kind of wow. thought that that was already cheating enough. So. Ah, um, fuck it. It's your show. You cheat all the fuck. You cheat as much as you want. Well, I I, I didn't want to, you know, start off and do the list with having, you know, like three cheats in a row. So it's kind of like, all right, I'll just slip him in the honorable mentions. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I mean, yeah, a lot of them were taken already. But, uh, yeah, that was the only one left was uh, Wolfman from the original uh, Universal Wolfman series. So That was uh, awesome. That was, that was awesome how many you know, how many times like we'd think it would be obscure and they're like, oh, that's on my list too. It's like, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that uh, will wrap us up for the evening. So uh, thank you both for coming on board. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking totally yeah. a great time. All right. So uh, this point, let everybody know where uh, they can find you and uh, your stuff online and let them know what you're all about. I was going to say, go ahead, Jeremy, because you got it all under the umbrella. Yeah, I'm skilled like that, but you could find us on Maniacal Music Musings podcast, or you could find us on Facebook as Paranormal Than Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast group with the ass face damn dude i haven't done like freaking i haven't done podcasts in like a week and a half for actually to say all this so it's killing me but just search the name on facebook you'll find it and you can find us on twitter and the gram as at juggler bastard you can find us on tiktok as at juggler bastard podcast and you can find us on youtube just by searching maniacal music musings and i am also the host of paranormal than normal which can be found in all those same destinations. And I'm also the co-host of Global Strangeness, which can be found on YouTube or on Facebook. Cool. All right. I will have everything uh, linked down below in the show notes for you all to uh, check out and follow. So, yeah. Uh, thank you both uh, for joining us. And we will see you again with a new topic. So until next time. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you.